portion of through the bible today we are going to study through Jeremiah's uh, scripture which is 1 Kings 12:20 to 13:34 Acts 9 verses 26 to 43 Psalms 132 1-18 and Proverbs 17:6 those are the scriptures that we are going to go through that the Holy Spirit will open our eyes to see the great things, the great laws of the Lord in His Word, uh, that His Word will equip us, His Word will uh, admonish us, correct us, strengthen and uh, restore in Jesus' name. Now, before I begin reading through Kings. Uh, yesterday uh, we read how God took away the kingdom from Solomon, from Solomon's son, uh, Rehoboam, and he gave uh, eleven cities to Jeroboam, who God raised an adversary to uh, the king, and all this was because of his disobedience. Because uh, the Lord had told him to never, uh, uh, you know, marry or be given to marriage to any other tribe, tribes around them. sun or the moon or the stars whatever people had uh, made their own gods with their own hands which God had warned the Israelites to never do that wherever they would go in uh, in the times of Moses and Joshua God had told the Israelites if or when God is taking when God takes them to these cultures to these promised lands where they will inherit they should not um, conform to their cultures but they should honor and worship God and God alone the Lord God of Israel and um, um, Solomon uh, failed to do that even though God had blessed him with wealth great wisdom that has never been seen since or before that um, great riches I mean that man was wealthy that man was rich in material wealth he was probably top tier not probably he was top tier um, it's written in, 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 in the scripture that he made silver so common that it had no value because at that time King Solomon had um, by the power of God had built so much wealth 
that gold was a common commodity in Israel for that time. So silver had no real value per se as you know we know it now. But God had given him all that. Yet he went ahead and married 700 other women from different cultures, cultures that worship other gods. Not just that, he also built them a high places, also like altars to their gods, that they would worship there, and that angered God, and he declared he 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 vowed to take away the kingdom from Solomon's uh, sons. But because of David's faithfulness, who is Solomon's father, David's faithfulness, God said he will let. Solomon's son reigned over uh, one city. For the rest of them, he gave them away to Jeroboam. And we will see what happens next. So let's continue. First Kings twelve twenty. And when the, all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent uh, and called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. There was none. That followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. That was the only tribe that um, Rehoboam reigned over. That's the only, uh, you know, uh, tribe that God had given to Rehoboam to reign over as king. When Rehoboam came to Jerusalem, he assembled um, all the house of Judah and the tribes of Benjamin. 180,000 chosen warriors to fight against the house of Israel to restore the kingdom of Rehoboam the son of Solomon. But the word of the, the, the word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God, say to Rehoboam the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people. Thus says the Lord. You shall not go up or fight against your relatives, the people of Israel. Every man return to his home, for this thing is from me. So they listened to the word of the Lord and went home again, according to the word of the Lord. See, folks, um, God takes sin seriously. Take sin seriously. We know sin begets uh, death. Sin begets death. The wages of sin is death. God treats sin severely, as it deserves, because um, God's standards demand perfection. Demand. sacrifice in terms of surrender you know and when Solomon disobeyed God uh, took away the kingdom and everything else that is happening after that is because of Solomon's disobedience 
had he obeyed God, this wouldn't have happened. And sometimes people blame the devil for their mishaps. People, a lot of people, even Christians, blame the devil. They say, uh, uh, Satan is doing this and that. But at times, it's God's will um, that He allows certain things to happen in our lives. Not so much so to punish us, but to reveal our heart condition. You know, this is a matter of heart positioning. It's a heart positioning um, 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 matter, right? Uh, Had their hearts been positioned the right um, way, God wouldn't have dealt with them uh, the way He is dealing with them now. And even as Christians, sometimes, most of the times, we disobey, me included. Disobey either willingly, unwillingly, unknowingly, knowingly, we disobey. And God has to bring us back in alignment with His Word. And sometimes He doesn't, he, it's not the devil that, you know, brings all these calamities. It is God. Because even in the book of Isaiah, God says, um, even the calamities, He brings that. He brings life, He brings death, He brings. All these calamities, all these blessings are from the Lord. So, um, God told the people through um, Shemaiah that, hey, you shouldn't go up and fight against your relatives because this is from me. Right? God is telling them, hey, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Right? And this shows God's love because as a father, I'm, I'm a father now. And Sometimes when I discipline my son, um, he may feel like, man, this dude hates me. Or this dude is crazy. Why he disciplining me like that? But out of my love, I want to discipline him, chastise him, and um, cause him to understand that, you know, there is a certain way of doing things, the right way, the wrong way. Um, the wrong way has certain precautions. Uh, the right way has certain rewards. And that's the same way with God. He's our Father. He says, uh, a loving Father disciplines the Son. Verses 25, Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim and lived there. And he went out from there and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom will turn back to the house of David. In this people, if this people go up to offer sacrifices in the temple of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the hearts of his people will turn again to the to their Lord, to Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and turn and return to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. Man, what is with Israel and calves, man? And he said to the people, 
you have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold, your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. Then this thing became a sin, for the people went as far as Dan to be before one. He also made temples on high places that, and appointed priests from among the people who were not of the Levites. Remember, the Levites were uh, consecrated by God to go before um, God behalf of the people. They were the, the high priests. They were the, uh, the tribal priests. But Jeroboam changed all that. 32. And Jeroboam appointed a feast on the 15th day of the 8th month, like the feast that was in Judah. And he offered sacrifices on the altar. So he did in Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places that he had made. He went up to the altar that he had made in Bethel on the fifteenth day on the eighth month, in the month that he had devised from his own heart. And he instituted a feast for the people of Israel and went up to the altar to make offerings. may cringe at the reading of this word <laughs> but the truth of the matter is we do this every day we, 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 we shortchange God we well we can't shortchange but we we substitute God Yahweh with other small gods you know we in terms of priority, he becomes probably fifth or last. But we do this also. Um, we build temples in high places. We exalt other things in a place of God. We exalt wealth. In the place of God, we exalt uh, our relationships. In the place of God, we exalt our jobs. In the place of God, we exalt um, um, our spouses. In the place of God, yeah. and God becomes a secondary thing. Only when the first thing that we place there fails, that's when we remember God. And again, this shows me how um, the heart of man is desperately wicked. We all, we as a, as people, as men, the the seed of sin that was planted by Adam during the fall is still active to this day. When the Bible says we are born in sin, the scriptures are not lying. We are born in sin. The fact of the matter is our innate instinct as people, as human beings, our innate instinct, our first instinct 
is usually drawn towards sin. It's usually drawn towards sin. And that is why the writer of the Psalms says uh, if God dealt with us in our sin who can stand if God judged us in our sin who can stand who can be saved and this shows why it's important that Jesus came because of this was our nature this is everyone's nature everyone on the planet this is our nature you know the first glance out of God's presence we make our own gods this is our instinct and if we had to be judged by this no one could stand to this day no one probably um, Enoch because he went to heaven and is it Elijah Now, um, and again, three. Uh, another thing that pops out when I read this is how Satan tries as tries his hardest to imitate God, because all these things are. Excuse me. All these things are rules and regulations and laws God had given the children of Israel in, in, in Leviticus even about the Levites and, 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 the, and the feasts these are God's institutions, these are God's uh, initiatives but Satan also wants to imitate God right, so you have to be careful who you are following because you remember Lucifer, the sin of pride, he said he will be like the Most High. To this day, that's what, that's what Satan is, is always after, to replace God in our lives. That's his number one agenda, top ten, top one, to replace God in our lives so that we change, exchange God for him. Right? That is why it's so important to God that you know the priorities. You set your priorities right. Like who is first. It's very, uh, it's very important and vital. Not for God's sake, but for our sake. Because God was God long before anyone called him so. So... All these regulations that God put in place, uh, the laws, the, uh, the commandments, all these were for our sake. And also, so that we may see the need for God in our lives. Because most of these uh, things, these commandments, not, not, no one could fulfill. No one. And that's why it was vital, crucial for Jesus to come to fulfill 
these laws to fulfill the commandments because no one could it's for our sake that we put god first for our well-being to put god first it's for us not for god it's for us chapter 13 <coughs> behold a man of god came out of judah by the word of the lord to bethel jeroboam was standing um, by the altar to make offerings and a man cried against the altar by the word of the lord and said o altar altar that says the lord behold a son shall be born in the house of david Josiah by name and he shall sacrifice on you the priests of the high places who make offerings on you and human bones shall be burnt on you wow that's that's heavy and he gave a sign the same day saying this is the sign that the lord has pro- uh, has spoken behold the altar shall be torn down and the ashes uh, that are on it shall be poured out and when the king heard the saying of the man of god which uh, which he cried against the altar at bethel jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar saying seize him and his hand which he stretched out against him dried up bro you bro I, I don't know what I don't know why we think that we can mess around with God. I don't know why we think and imagine we can stand against God and win. I don't know how that so that he could not draw back to draw it back to himself the altar also was torn down look do not play with god do not touch god's anointed ask aaron and his wife you cannot play around with um, with god's anointed the altar also was torn down and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of the Lord verse 6 and the king said to the man of God entreat now the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me and the man of the uh, of God entreated the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him and became as it was before i see the resemblance um, between this man and david and uh, moses sorry and the king said to the man of god come home with me and refresh yourself and i will give you a reward and the man of god said to the king if you give me half your house i will not go in with you <laughs> 
I will not eat bread or drink water in this place. For so was it commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall neither eat bread nor drink water nor return by the way that you came. Ten. So he went another way and did not return by the way that he came to Bethel. Now an old prophet lived in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all that the man of the Lord had done that day in Bethel. They also told their um, told to their father the words of it that had spoken that he had spoken to the king. Sorry. And their father said to them, "Which way did he go?" And his sons showed him the way that the man of God who came from Judah had gone. And he said to his sons, Saddle the donkeys for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he mounted it. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Ooh, that's that word, I am. Then he said to him, Come. Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with you or go with you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat neither bread nor drink water there, nor return by the way that you came. Man, obedience, bro. It's not easy, but hey, obedience is better than sacrifice, God says. And he said to him, I also am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, Bring him back with you into your house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. Of course he lied to him. God does not contradict himself. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Oh my Lord. Look folks. God the word of the Lord um, God does not contradict himself man that is why uh, in the New Testament I can't remember is it Timothy first I don't know I'm, I'm not sure but there's a word that says test all test the spirits and that's why I, I encourage people to read the Bible for themselves because Many Christians only read the Bible when the pastor says, let's open this and that. But you need to know God's word for yourself first. So that when someone else comes with the half truth, which is how the devil always comes, half truth, you will know that this is not, this is not of God. Again, God cannot tell you one thing and tell someone else the other thing to contradict his word God's word is consistent but let's see what happens to him verse 11 now an old prophet lived in Bethel no 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 not there not there no, not 11 I'm sorry 20 and as uh, they sat at the table the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back, and he cried to the man of God who came from Judah, 
that says the Lord because you have disobeyed that's that word that's that word disobedience man that's that word disobedience the word of the Lord um, you disobey the word of the Lord and have not kept the command that the Lord your God commanded you but have come back and have eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which he said to you eat no bread or and drink no water you your body shall not come to the tomb of your fathers wow what does that mean what does that mean After he had eaten bread and drunk, he saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. And as he went away, a lion met him on the road and killed him. Disobedience, man. This this is no Samuel, when he was sent to by God to um, rebuke Saul. He told him, disobedience is as the sin of um, um, of witchcraft. God takes sin seriously. Sin begets death every time. Every time, sin begets death. And in these days, it was physical. You mess with God, boom, you're gone. Man. Verse 24. Um, no, 25. Verse 25. No, 24b. And he, uh, his body was thrown in the road, and the donkey stood beside it, and the lion also stood beside the body lion and donkey standing beside the body. I need to know what that means. Homework. Go find out what that means. Lion and the donkey. The lion killed him, didn't eat him. The donkey stood there. The lion is not eating the donkey nor the dead body. Go find out what that means. Let's see. Um, 25. 25. And behold, Men passed by and saw the body thrown in the road and the lion standing by the body. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet lived. And when the prophet uh, who brought him back from the uh, way heard of it, he said, It is the man of God who disobeyed the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord has given him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him, according to the word that the Lord spoke to him. And he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. And they saddled it. And he went and found his body thrown in the road. And the donkey and the lion standing beside the body. Uh, The lion had not eaten the body or torn the donkey. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's a spectacle, man. Like, that never happens. Never. Um, And the prophet took up the body from the man of the man of God and laid it on a donkey and brought it back to the city to mourn and bury him. And he 
laid the body in his own grave. It hasn't even been a day the word of the Lord was fulfilled that same day. When Adam disobeyed, God told him, God had told him, the minute, the day you eat of this fruit, you will die. That day. The, the Bible says a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day to the Lord. Adam never saw a thousand years. He died in 900 something. He never saw that day in God's calendar. He never. I mean, the fear of the Lord, man. And they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. And after he had buried him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave in which the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying that he called out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the houses, the high places that are in the cities of Samaria, shall surely come to pass. So, I'm wondering, why wasn't it held accountable this other prophet that lied to the other prophets and told them, hey, the angel of the Lord told me to tell you to come to my house. It wasn't held accountable of him. I don't know. Or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think in order for salvation to be or in order for the word of God to be proved right a contradicting voice has to be present by what you choose it is built I don't know because comes with its uh, its price to pay it comes with its price tag yeah, okay verse 33 after this thing Jeroboam did not turn from the from his evil way but made priests of for his high places again from among the people any who would he ordained to be priests of the high places and this thing became sin house of Jeroboam so as to cut it off and to destroy it from the face of the earth. Disobedience. Disobedience. I think what I'm learning in this scripture thus far is disobedience and how seriously God takes sin and treats it with um, with with you know he deals with sin severely because if anything sin harms us even more you know wow disobedience disobedience may the Lord reveal to us which areas of our lives we are being disobedient to Jesus. 
now let's go to Acts um, Acts 9 26 to 43 as I read and where, uh, here we see uh, Saul has already encountered Jesus on his way to Damascus um, he has been filled with the Holy Spirit he is now starting to to witness about Jesus. This is what I always say. And it's the, and the scriptures prove it. Every time you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you, um, you witness about Jesus. The Holy Spirit um, comes to Jesus and witnesses about Jesus and bears witness about Jesus the Holy Spirit bears witness about Jesus if any man prophet or not preacher or not if any man claims that he's filled with the Holy Spirit but his words and his actions are contrary to what Jesus, uh, who Jesus is, if they are filled with pride, if they are filled with uh, conceit uh, 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 actions, or they are, you know, anything contrary to what the gospel is, the gospel of Jesus, that's not the Spirit of God. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness of one person and one person only. Jesus Christ, not ourselves, not our accomplishments, not our uh, accolades, not anything we have done, because nothing we have done is by our own power or might. Now when he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, this is Saul now, and they were all afraid of him. I would be afraid of that man. I mean, he he kills people like me. Now he's in my he's in my midst, bro. I'm taking off. They were afraid of him, as they should have been, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him uh, to the apostles and declared to them how, on the road, he had seen the Lord, who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly. In the name of Jesus. So he went in and among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists. Hellenists. Who are Hellenists? Who are Hellenists? Google, help me here. Hellenists. Hellenists. Mm, from dictionary um, a person living in Hellenistic times who was Greek in language outlook and way of life was but but was not Greek in ancestry so a Hellenist is a specialist in the language or culture of ancient Greece how does that come to play let's see Hellenists all right 
but they were seeking to kill him. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. Mm -hmm. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea. Bro, I'm, 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 I'm Kikuyu by nature, Caesarea. I don't know what that means. It sounds like Caneria, but hey. And sent him off to Tarsus. They helped him escape. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. I always tell people, okay, who are, who care to listen? I'm not that good, but this is what I think. The gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God is all about multiplication. Multiplication is the currency. A multiplication is, you know, I think it's all about multiplication. That's all I'm saying. Verse 32. Now as Peter went there and uh, here and there among them all, he came down also um, to the saints who lived in, at Lydda. Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. Man, the danger. And immediately he rose. Immediately. Immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him. And they turned to the Lord. See, this is what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit witnesses about Jesus and Jesus only. See, Peter is full of the Holy Spirit. He is used by Jesus to, uh, Jesus uses him as a vessel to heal this man. And immediately he is healed. And everybody who saw it, that means everybody who witnessed, turned to the Lord. No, but not us. Now this is, oh, I did this, I healed this and that. And, oh man, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And, no. Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit witnesses about Jesus. Holy Spirit, even the signs and the wonders by the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit turns your focus to one person, Jesus Christ. Verses 36. Now there was a there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha which translated means Dorcas. Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in, a, in, the up, in an upper room. Since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, Please, come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. And 
all widows stood beside him, weeping, showing tunics um, and other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up. Then, calling the saints and widows, and uh, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. I mean, every sign and wonder. This is amazing because every sign and wonder, it, it's leading to, to more and more people believing in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's leading to more and more people believing in Jesus. I mean, signs and wonders are not just that. They are also tools to bring people to Jesus. I heard someone say that um, signs and wonders are not relevant today in this day and age that they died with the apostles. I beg to differ. There should be signs and wonders even today. The sick getting healed, the, 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 the lame walking, the dead being raised to, to life. I mean, it's the same spirit of power that raised Christ from the dead is who is in all of us that that means we have the same power but we're too busy Lord help us we're too busy with that rent needs to be paid um, you know my children need to eat we're too busy Lord help us and Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon a Tanner. Wow, that's a good lesson. Signs and wonders will follow those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And those who are filled with the Holy Spirit, they bear witness to one person, Jesus Christ. Even with the signs and wonders, it's not about them. It's about Jesus. All right, let's go to Psalms 132. Psalms. Remember, O Lord, in David's favor, all the hardships he endured. How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eye or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for, mighty, for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Jah. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, verses 8. And go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. 
the Lord swore to David a, a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body will sit on your throne. We just read about Solomon. Man, it's amazing how the word of God is 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 it's just perfectly aligned. It's it's amazing. Um if your sons keep my covenant, remember he said the same thing to um to um to Solomon. He said the same thing to Solomon. Let's read. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on their throne. But no, not Solomon. Solomon went and get got his own three uh, 700 women from different cultures. He built their uh, gods uh, an altar. Oh man. And that promise was broken because Rehoboam only reigned over one tribe, one city. May God help us obey. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions, and I will satisfy her I will satisfy her poor with bread. Her priests I will clothe with salvation and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David. I have prepared a lamb for my anointed. His enemies will clothe with shame, but on him but on him his crown Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. Grandchildren are the crown of the aged. Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. The glory of children is their fathers. glory of us as our fathers not only our human fathers but also our heavenly fathers the glory of children is their fathers grandchildren are the crown of the aged man may i grow to be a granddad amen we have come to um I pray that the Lord has spoken to you, to your hearts, in different instances. I pray that um, the Lord has fulfilled His um, His 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 purpose this day using His Word. We have learned about disobedience. 
and how grave um, sin is, how dangerous sin is. We have also seen that some calamities are sent by God. God allows them to happen in our lives to discipline, chastise, to discipline us. So be careful not to give, um, not to, to, to blame, to, you know, to give the glory to the wrong person. It is not, sometimes it is not of the devil. Sometimes it is of God. And again, uh, I have learned to know the word of God for myself. Such that when someone else, um, preacher, prophet or not, will come and say something that is contrary to God's word, I will know not to follow him because I will be held accountable for my actions I will be held accountable because God had spoken to the um, to that the, the, the man of God he hadn't spoken to the other prophet he had spoken to the man of God he heard him so the other prophet I think um, you know his disobedience because it was disobedience. It was upon him because he chose the voice of a man. Even after hearing the voice of God. I pray that may I pray that God will voice and the voice of the enemy and the voice that those, of those who have lied to us and the voice of the false prophets and the voice of the false teachers and the voice of the false doctrines that we will know the difference may the Lord keep you and may the Lord um, continue